welcome to Healthcare Unfiltered. I am your host, Shadi Nabhan. I'm a hematologist and a medical oncologist, and I have interest in all aspects of healthcare delivery, treatment, leadership, mentorship, and policy. You know, today's podcast is a little bit, I would say, different than other podcasts, because oftentimes we talk about uh, advances in medicine, we talk about controversies, we talk about healthcare policy. Well, today we are talking about medicine, but we are talking with a physician and his wife, who happens to also be a physician. Aaron Goodman, who goes also by Papa Heem, and his wonderful wife, Amelia Alec, who is also on Twitter. And I got to know both of them. Uh, I even met them in person uh, last year during the American Society of Hematology meeting. But really the purpose of inviting them on this podcast is just to get to know them a little bit more. I've always said that it's really, Twitter is not always the real world. It does not always give you information or does not really tell you always about the person behind these 280 characters. And I really believe that getting to know these two would be fascinating and would be very interesting to everybody who listens to Healthcare Unfiltered. Why is that? Because if you follow Papa on uh, Twitter, you will see that his wife pokes fun of him every so often. And it's kind of cute. It's a little bit uh, interesting how they actually uh, tweet at each other and they argue with each other on Twitter. So I really wanted to get to know a little bit about their story, how they met, how they spend their time, how they manage living and raising children despite very busy schedule of two physicians practicing at the University of California in San Diego. I hope this type of podcast appeals to you and you really enjoy it. I'm going to call this more of like, you know, know your uh, celebrities, uh, know your investigator, know the people that you admire, whatever you really want to call it. But this is the first time that Dr. Alec, Amalia Alec, shows up on a podcast and she actually gave an exclusive to Healthcare Unfiltered. And for that, I'm very grateful. It is probably the fifth or the sixth time that Papa appears on the podcast, and it's always fun. It's always enticing. It's always great to have Aaron on Healthcare Unfiltered. Now, before I air the episode that I uh, taped with Aaron and Amalia, I'd like to plug the podcast by asking you to subscribe to it, rate it, and write a brief review. If you do so, you are going to help in making sure other people find this podcast and uh, listen to some episodes that they like. You can watch all of these podcast episodes on my uh, YouTube channel, Shadi Nabhan and Healthcare Unfiltered. And you can also visit my website, www.shadinabhan.com and watch and listen to all podcast episodes while you are there. Well, I am very happy and very delighted to share with you an exclusive of the amazing, wonderful, excellent, adorable couple on Twitter and on social media, the fascinating Aaron Goodman and Amalia Alec exclusively on Healthcare Unfiltered.
Okay, well, look, uh, guys, this is Healthcare Unfiltered, and I'm literally beyond excited about this because I have Twitter's most adorable or controversial or like unbelievable couple. Like, you know, we don't know. We, we're not, we were I'm able not controversial. to. Controversial. Well, well, you have a husband that's controversial. So that's look, that is, we're going to actually get to the story because there's a lot of people who are wondering who are these two who poke fun of each other on Twitter socially and they yet live with each other. So I'm here with uh, uh, the Goodmans. Thank the you. Goodmans, welcome to the healthcare. Doctor and Dr. Goodman, please. Doctor and Dr. Goodman. Yes. Do uh, As an aside, my last name is Alec. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> she didn't take the Goodman tradition. Uh, yeah. she, she's an Alec. No problem. I, I was offended. Know. Um, um, yeah, Dr. Amalia Goodman. She's Dr. How, Alex, not Goodman. Yes, yes, yes. Can we start by, please, you telling us how in the world did you meet this guy? Well, I, we were in the same medical school class, so we were going to meet because there were only 100 of us, uh, but we weren't very good friends. We weren't friends really at all for several years. You're still not, but yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> we, you know, we make things work. Um, and then it, uh, towards the end of medical school, we had a big party and uh, I don't know. Yes, we discovered that we both have 847 phone numbers and for whatever reason, we thought that was the coolest thing ever. And I fell in love with his dog. Like, was he, was he charming when he asked you out? Yeah, he didn't ask me out. She's making this PG. So let's, okay, let's well, how, let, tell he's us. embarrassed. And uh, let's tell the full story. So we went to Emory Medical School uh, in Atlanta. Um, and uh, we, uh, we, we I, I definitely, we were in the same class as 100. And, um, you know, I was single. Uh, um, and I just, you know, me and my good buddies, we made a mental note. Uh, I don't want to be get canceled. So I got to be good. No, don't worry. So we healthcare a, unfiltered. Yes. Yeah, so we made, I made them, me and my buddies made a mental note of who the, the married girls were. You know, we didn't want to, yeah, we don't want to cause trouble. So, um, in the and I thought Amelia was married actually, uh, and I found her very attractive from the get go when I first saw her. But I, I, I thought she was married, and the reason why is um, I, I ran into her one time when she was um, she had a small child with her. I won't get into the specifics, but I thought it was her her kid. I thought she even had a kid. So um, <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, she had a kid. Anyway. Oh, anyway, whatever. So I, she was off limits. She was off limits. But then there was a, a party. Uh, it was a, a, a themed party. Um, one second. One second. One second. Sorry. So, so, so okay. You were at a party, and okay, it was a themed party. It was. It was called. You had to dress in white. Okay, and this was between our third and fourth year of medical school in the summer, and. Um, you know, I had white clothes, but I, I remember I was with actually a colleague of mine who's now at UCSD with me. We spent like an hour driving around Atlanta. I had this dead set. I wanted white sunglasses. I thought I'd be cool looking, you know, you know, be more, you know, more favorable to the females in, in attendance. So um, we went to like four different shops and I finally found the perfect pair of white sunglasses and I put them on. And when we're at the party, uh, uh, um, may or may not have had some alcoholic beverages we did not drive and you probably um, had alcohol okay yes yeah there was some alcohol but we were at this point uh i wasn't a genius uh, i was over 21 and um we someone stole my white sunglasses and it was not amalia it was actually 
a different uh, girl, and not to make things super complicated, I'm not going to talk about that girl because there may <laughs> we're not going to talk about her. But she stole my sunglasses. Oh, okay. We're going to talk about her. Wow. Okay, okay. Not not really. okay. <laughs> but but she stole my sunglasses, and I was like, okay. How dare know. she? Yeah. What? How dare she steals your How sunglasses? How dare she? she stole them? And I don't know what's trying to get my attention, but the whatever she stole them. And um, like an hour or so later. Like I see Amalia wearing my white sunglasses. I stole them from her. She, she stole oh them from her. And I see, um, this is a true story. I see Amalia wears them. So I'm like, hey, she's looking pretty good. She's, I know she's super smart. Uh, I'm like, and we start talking. And within the first few minutes of talking, you know, I get that, I get the digits fast. And when I got the digits fast, I realized, no, my text game's strong. It was back then. <laughs> so wait, wait. First of all, hold on, hold on. There was no text game when you were like- no, Yeah, there was. So yeah. I, oh yeah, we just texted for yeah. really long. Well, I get the digits and her area code's 847. And so is mine because I grew up in Chicago and you and your experience in Chicago was- I went to Northwestern. I went to Northwestern, she's smart. I went to University of Illinois, uh, not as good. Um, and uh, go Illini. We, um, Got, I got, and that, and we started talking, and then we talked more, and amazingly, our parents, remember, we're in Atlanta, our parents lived about 12 miles apart in Phoenix, Arizona, of all places, uh, um, and that, that was like too much coincidence at that time. I, I think that's what got us going, and then we, yeah. we talked more, and then she can tell her side of the story, but, I, you know, I, I thought things were going very well from, from my standpoint, and the night was winding down, and then this, this other friend of hers, um, Name won't be listed. He's a he's a physician now. Took her away from me, actually. Escorted her out <laughs> away from me, even though she was clearly into the conversation, clearly digging me. Uh, her friend, which was a dude, not a girl, escorted her away. Do you want to tell that side of the story? Wait, so there was another guy who was trying to keep you away from Aaron. Yes. Well, so yes, let me, let me hear from her. Let me hear from her. Go ahead, Amalia. So I lived in medical school with the most amazing five other humans in this big house. It was like the best four years of my life. And uh, um, it was time for us to go and we stuck together. So they dragged me away, threw me in a car and we, we left. We, I, I can't remember where we ended up going at the end of the night. Um, and then the next day I left for my pizza rotation, which was away. Uh, and so, uh, so I was gone for a month. Like in another state, I believe. Yeah, I was in another state. So, so you were gone for a month after he already took your phone number. You exchanged numbers. Yeah. And then, now, was there really, come on, was there really text messages back then? I mean, you guys are ancient. Let's, I mean, you're not ancient, Amalia. No, no. I think you're not. We're not that ancient. We text yeah, not, all the time. We're not 70 like you get your third colonoscopy. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're in our, th I'm in my 30s. I won't say my wife's age, but. Uh, I wish I got my colonoscopy when I was 20. But uh, oh, okay. let me ask you a question. Uh, so. So what was your first date? What, what happened? Like you exchanged phone numbers. When did you go on your first date? Yeah, uh, when I came back from Arizona, uh, we met up, he was at the park walking the dog and we met up and we walked the dog after a, I was I was on rotation. I can't remember medicine. Yeah, and so we met up and walked the dog. He lived really close to a big park. Um, and then I would call that our first date. He says our first date was this night we made fajitas. Yeah, I mean, at first, so we would walk. I mean, she's embarrassed, but what we would do is we would walk and we would go to this little store uh, in, in downtown Atlanta um, and pick up instant lottery tickets. Um, and like, we we did do that every all time. the time. And like, we and both I'm not this, embarrassed about it would, at all. We both had this, and probably we alcohol beverages, and we would walk and get scratchers, and we both enjoyed scratchers. And, um, you know, yeah, she was smart. <laughs> she was brilliant. She was beautiful. Her family lived close to mine. 
but it was the scratchers. Then I, I knew it because I, I love scratchers, um, which I know is stupid, but I, I love scratchers. And when I finally found a girl that I could share that passion with, I, I know I'm being serious because there was enough. And you like my dog, the, the prior GF hated the Watson, uh, my dog. It was a lot. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I was- So, so but, but by then the white glasses have disappeared, right? We got rid of the white glasses. Yeah, she, we she still have them. Yeah, we, we still have them. them. You still, okay, well, you still have the white glasses. Yeah. Oh my God, that is, that is, okay. So, so, okay. Did you ever win anything with lottery? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, so, I'm a pro. But the, the happiest one ever was the first time we won like 50 bucks. We were in the car, we were in medical school, we were broke as can be. We won 50 bucks and we were like screaming and hugging and it stuff. It was awesome. But then right before we got married, a couple months before we got married, Aaron won in residency when we were poor. Five thousand. Five G. Scratcher and like they took his picture. Took my picture. <laughs> you go to the the gas station. It said five thousand dollar winner. I had to go yeah. to the thing and I got the I, so the lottery cool. store. It was awesome. And uh, I I I blew it all on our wedding yeah. like immediately. But it was the coolest thing. Yeah. So we I like to think in the grand scheme of things we're up on the lottery. I think we are yeah. up, but we do play a lot. So, so you finished middle school in Emory. Did you do residency in the same yeah. place? You left out the most important yeah. part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you want one, in, one, one, wait a minute. One in Northwestern. Amalia was in Northwestern, which is clearly superior to where Papa went to, <laughs> to, 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 to residency. Undergrad. 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 Okay. undergrad. Where was residency? Oh, Washu. Washington University, St. Louis. St. Louis. Did you have to couple match? Yes. We did. And was we did hard? not know each other real well then. <laughs> yeah, you can tell, but I'll just say this. In this, it was between third and fourth year we met. And for those who are doctors in the audience, know that you start applying to residency that summer and yeah. like right then. Like we so, maybe had already applied to programs. We had to make the most important, I, I remember we'd make the most important decision of our life, which I think was couples matching. Very I fast. Think, I did not think it well, was the most important. Well, to me, couples uh, match meant marriage. It just meant we were staying together for this next oh. week. But it's pretty intense, uh, and you know, couples are falling apart all around you. And um, but but how 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 difficult was it to couple match? Like, I mean, it's it must be like you, you had limited options because you had to go to the same program, no? But we're both so, geniuses, no, so, so we were not worried about <laughs> that. Is not the case. We were not worried about so getting in. What anywhere. we did was honestly, we looked at big cities that we had already applied to in common, and we added because you can apply late. We added a couple programs like in LA. Um, we both were already applying to. Yeah, you left us. She's in anesthesia. You never um, said it, but we were yeah, different. Different so, things. Yeah. Yeah, and I also was applying to general surgery. So it was like a big complicated mess, but we were just trying to get to the same city essentially. And we definitely got it in a very honest way. You know, Aaron had initially planned to do neurosurgery. Okay. So his application was this. like phenomenal. Yeah. And I was like initially thinking I'd do peds or something. So I wasn't like a gunner researcher oh. or something like that. Uh, and so it was very clear that like, you know, if we didn't match, it was gonna be on me. My program was much more competitive. Um, well, we, we, we already know you. We already know you're much smarter. So I mean, he just went with everything <laughs> he could get. I mean, we know that. Well, it turned out on paper I was not quite as smart, but mm. it worked out. We got our first choice, and it would have been okay for like four choices down, I would say, and then it would have been a little dicey. Like, you know, okay. we had one set where he would be at UCLA and I would be at Irvine, and that's like that could be a three-hour drive in LA, right? So that would have. So how long did you date before he proposed? And then you gotta, I mean, you gotta tell me how did this happen? Because I mean, everybody is wondering how, 
How does you know? How does some? I don't, I don't really think many people are wondering, but I will. I like telling the story. So we were dating three years, but to me, the big decision was couples matching, which was like one minute. Uh, I decided in my head that if I'm going to couples, at least in my head, I decided if I was going to couples match, I was going to marry her. Uh, um, uh, whether right. I shared that with you or not, I don't. I probably didn't. But we, uh, when I, it was, it was our th- second or end of second, third year uh, 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 residency. And I went and uh, I, I got a, I don't know crap about jewelry, uh, big surprise. Uh, I, and I used my mom's help. Uh, she had a guy in Chicago actually where I bought it. I went to the jeweler road, I bought a ring. And then I had the whole night plans where I have the proposal set, which I'll tell you, and uh, I'm gonna do it. And then my wife's like, oh, this couple invited us over for dinner. And she had like this big crush on this couple and was dying to be friends with them. Uh, uh, the Gackles, I love the Gackles. But we, and we, she was waiting for this invitation. And I had this whole thing planned, including staying in a hotel and a dinner. And I was like, she was like so excited. And I'm like, man, this what I'm gonna do is probably gonna be more disappointing than the night with the Gackles. <laughs> so I, I canceled everything. And um, uh, we did have a wonderful night. I distinctly remember she made these good root vegetables. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, much better cooked than me. Um, and um, I postponed it to the next. Postponed it to the next week. And what I did was, um, I it's kind of stupid. I, I, I hit a bottle of cheap champagne in a bush in the middle of the park. We always walk our dog in the park, and we walk him late. And I wanted it to be a surprise, so I hid the bush in there in the bush. And so like. I were walking and I'm like, oh, I, and then I have the ring like in my, I didn't hide the ring because that would be stupid. Uh, I had the ring in my like sweatshirt thing. I was so nervous. <laughs> I was like, I have my hands in my, you know, whatever. And we're walking and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I, I dropped something in the bush and I pick up and I, I was on my knee and um, she was surprised. You were definitely surprised. Uh, um, um, so that's how it happened. Then we went to a nice dinner and we stayed at a hotel, which had a casino. <laughs> So, Amalia, I guess you said yes. Uh, how many seconds did you have to wait before you said yes? I mean, no, I'm just kidding. It was very fast. Yeah, we were. Wasn't like two, three hours. It's like you know, let me think about. Yeah, I thought it. No, no, I, I, I was, I was game. I was in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but but at the time, you did not. I mean, how was his hair like? I mean, let's be real. I mean, how was his well, hair? I think style? I sent you a picture of how it used to look because I know you're always really worried about his hair. I am. You know, I think I yes. saw a picture of when we got married. His hair was very short, actually, at the time. Yeah, yeah. I've had hair. This was a COVID creation, really. I mean, he had wild hair before, but this I've was had longer hair than this once that. in college. I had hair longer, um, but, but this is the, the time, second longer. At the time, his hair was shorter when it was normal. You know, I yeah, still at that point I was still dressing up yeah. for residency, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which has stopped. Yeah. So then, then, so you got married, congratulations. And then how did the UCSD come about? Uh, you also had to couple, oh you also had to couple uh, faculty, like looking for a couple, uh, uh, like no, how did this work? Actually a little bit of a bummer. because so You're Aaron, bringing up a sad uh, moment in our life, okay? <laughs> no, it's not a sad moment. I mean, it was hard. So Aaron, uh, I told Aaron, cause he had to wait for me cause my program was four and his was three. And so he did a chief year, which actually I think was one of his favorite years. Best year ever, I advised yeah, chief residency. Except, except for we had Layla, we were first she kid, was, yeah. Ooh, she was rough. I was like, you know what? You waited for me. Just uh, wherever you want to go is great. Because she she was not planning on doing uh, additional training. Well, yeah. I was thinking I'd put it off for a year or two and then get back to it. So wherever you want to go is great. And we'll figure it out later. And uh, when he came to San Diego, it was like, this is it. I just love it here. The city's fantastic. The program's fantastic. So great. Let's try to get in, you know. Um, 
So he did. And then there were no jobs in San Diego when I finished. Like UCSD had a hiring freeze. Um, the main group in town was really looking for people who were going to be full-time taking call. They have, there's a really big group in San Diego. And then there was another group up north and they didn't have much either. And, you know, I had this tiny baby and I was like, I'm not going to be full-time. I, I just don't think I can handle it. Uh, and she was a really tough baby. So I took a private practice job in Arizona that was like per diem. Where our families live. And so my mom was able to take care of our terror baby uh, while I... But, oh, you, we had two babies by then. Yeah, we had two. We kept going. We had two kids. So <laughs> I was I was flipping them back and forth between Arizona and San Diego, just with me. And I was a and fellow. Was and she a fellow. was. It was hard. So I was working there to pay his rent here. And uh, but we did. It was fun. You know, she, fun. most weekends she would come, or I would go when I wasn't crazy on fellowship, and like we would sometimes spend extended periods. So like, and it was a six hour drive. So, but it, it was tough. We did that for what, two years? Yeah. And it. I flew. In fact, Layla, Layla that year earned Southwest drink tickets in the mail. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever had a two-year-old fly so much. I mean, she was flying like, you know, nonstop. She has, a, she has status already at the age of two. So then after status, two years, yeah. you were, you were able to re reunite after that. And you, you were together at San Diego. So it was after Aaron started working. I mean, you know, there wasn't a point to it when he was a fellow and we didn't know if he could have a job here. Because if he was going to have to move, then why should I take a job for a year? I was very happy working in Arizona, actually. It, the only bummer was being separated. But um, so it, until he signed on at UCSD, it didn't make sense for me to go for it. But then at that point, you know, his department kind of called my department and was like, can you make up some space for her? Uh, and they did. <laughs> so well, I told my division BMT that I, my wife has to be here, and uh, you know, basically you put you you you, made, you did the ultimatum. You said, "Hey, you want the Aaron? Yeah. Get yeah. the Amalia with that." Yeah. yeah, that was part of it. Or yeah, yeah. we would have gone. We were. I was. We. I was looking yeah. at Arizona and places like that. Yeah. And we were. We were. I would have fit in great at the Mayo team, <laughs> the the Myoma team there, man. I would have really melded with them. I was looking at those places, you know, in Arizona. Um, and, and, uh, although I wanted to stay in San Diego, but yeah, then they, she hired, they, she's now, they took her on and what is it? Six years later, we're both still working there. So now, now it's, you've been now at UCSD for six years. It's my sixth faculty year and three fellowship. Four. Four. Yeah. So, so, um, Amalia, you, you're an anesthesiologist and by the way, for listeners, this is Amalia's first podcast appearance. I am honored, privileged, and humbled that you chose Healthcare Unfiltered to have your breakout podcast appearance. So thank you. I told her she could put it on her CV. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing else there. So we're just filling in holes. I, I think she felt bad because she has one of my t-shirts. So she's like, okay, fine, I'll do it. I have like six t-shirts. I love. Oh, I need to get more. I need to get more. Aaron, I'm going to send him more. But uh, but um, you know, you're an anesthesiologist, and he's obviously busy um, oncologist, or at least he pretends to be busy. We still don't know, honestly. Um, and you have three three beautiful daughters. I had a chance to actually uh, meet them at the last Ash meeting. They're they're adorable. How do you balance? Like because I mean, your your schedules are must be very busy. So. Do you have to, how difficult it is to coordinate? Do you need to have a nanny or parents? I mean, how, how are you able to handle all this? Amalia, I, I want to hear from you because Aaron is not going to tell me the truth. Yeah. So, you know, we're sort of always just barely holding it together is the first answer. We're sort of always just barely making it fit. 
Um, I dropped to 75%, which my department allows me to do, which was awesome. Um, so that helps some. I work a lot of nights uh, instead of days. So I tend to be gone while they're sleeping. Uh, you know, and now that our youngest is three now, so she doesn't need me during the night. Um, and then we do, we bought a house that has a, I'm going to call it a guest house, but it's a very small nanny flat. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. Um, and uh, so we do, we always have somebody living with us uh, who does take care of our kids sometimes during the day, uh, you know, gets them off to school or night, whatever, um, when we don't have anybody else at home. Uh, my parents moved here six months ago. That was clutch. Her in-laws, my in-laws moving here. Game. First of all, I have the best. I hope they listen. They are. You know, I, the best. They should listen. In-laws. Should that listen. that part is huge. They should it's listen. huge. So they, so, live with you or, they live with you or they live uh, close enough? or? They live 1.8 miles up the hill. That's yeah. great. So they don't live close enough for the kids to walk. But we walked home from there today. We did. Um, so, you know, it's... they. Yeah, they live close enough to be there immediately. The only thing is they're also kind of just retired. And so they're always traveling and stuff like that. And we're like, but who's going to take care of all your grandkids? <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so they're there right now, for example, they're yeah. my mom's house. But, you know, I mean, for the physician couples who may be listening, I mean, it does, it really requires a lot of work, like you said. And I, I, I you know, you you said we're barely holding it. I, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's, it just could get really busy and, and obligations and, and other elements, you know, from teaching to being on service, sometimes to give talks, you have to travel, do all of that stuff. So everything adds up in an academic life that requires a lot of coordination between both of you. Yeah, no. yeah well, so the, the other thing is, I don't do a lot of research. I don't do a lot of traveling. I don't go, like our conferences this weekend, I'm not there. Um, I, you know, we've had moments where I've carried the team and moments where he's carried the team and right now he's working to carry the team and I take care of them, you know, yeah. uh, for, you know, um, so, so when, yeah. when, um, when, because I give all credit to keeping together to her. I mean, I couldn't, you know, our life is complicated, you know, and like I can barely, you know, with the types of patients I have and the clinical work I do, um, I can barely keep it together at, this, at, the, at work. And like, like we have three kids in school and we get, sorry, no swords. We get like, 100 freaking emails a day from the kids' school. <laughs> no. Literally, you, you it caused me anxiety. You can swear. You can swear. Don't worry. Well, yeah, I'm trying not to. It's unfiltered. It's unfiltered. But we get like 300 freaking emails a day about our kids and from their various teachers. And like, I just, I can't. Like, and like their homework and schedule, I just can't. Like, I don't know. I have a brain and you do it. I mean, like, I, and like, if she didn't do it, I would have to. And that's bad that I make her do it. Like, I could do it. So I give all credit. Like, I can't even keep up my own emails. So like, I, it really is. And, and, you know, we're fortunate, you know, I don't, anyone goes to medicine. It's hard. We, we are, I think most doctors are, we make reasonable money and we have support, yeah. but like, I don't know how anyone, you can't do it without sacrifice. I mean, she's had to sacrifice stuff. That's, that's honest. Like she's had to sacrifice things that yeah. it wouldn't No, You can't have a, you can't make it work. I think it's impossible. You can't have two that are traveling all over the place doing heavy duty. Re you can't. And like, she has made sacrifices and I feel bad. And like, I'm trying my best to be better about things, but like, yeah, you've made sacrifices to be honest. Yeah, I mean, as long as you keep buying her jewelry, Aaron, things hopefully will actually, uh, I'm actually not a jewelry <laughs> not. person. Oh, whatever she wants. Had our 10th year had 10 years. And Aaron's like, you should get a piece of jewelry. I looked up this jewelry store. Let's go. We, so we walk in and I'm like, we I were feel, in there for like two minutes. I, go, I feel nothing. I feel nothing. 
<laughs> so we left. I, I got to watch. What the, okay. Okay. Well, the idea is you get her what she wants. That's the idea, Erin. Okay. I so, Amalia, uh, give me, when did you learn that your beloved husband has made the crucial decision of joining the Twitter social media and decided to create an account and enter the Twitterverse? When did you learn about this? I, I mean, I don't remember, but I don't remember exactly when, but he, he, I remember that he was excited about the platform. He liked this idea of, you know, it's not Facebook. It's not like, here's my cute kid, like left and right. It's different. And he learned a lot. He got on and he followed people that he learned a lot from. And he was like, oh, I'm going to try my hand at this. And people liked it. I mean, they really did. And so he- For the most part. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, Twitter for me is like a real up and a real down, right? It means it does take a lot of time to kind of develop tweets that are thoughtful and interesting. And we've met a lot of cool people. We've probably like you? also, yeah, we're friends exactly. with you. I mean, you met our three kids. There's some other people like Manny. I mean, he's just like this cool, gentle soul that we actually don't know. And uh, well, we know, we we know him, but we just haven't spent time and we're like, oh, we should go to his house. So when, when did when did you, because obviously Aaron got into, I got to know that you're his wife because I followed Aaron and then I realized, oh my God, these two are married. So when did you decide to have a Twitter account? Oh yeah. So I thought he was having a midlife crisis. He was well, he is, he is. Time, and I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to buy a million dollar guitar. So I mean, he's just going to do something wacky. He's just doing all, whatever. He's, he's different. He's got this other thing. And um, I was like, I'm just going to follow him to monitor. His <laughs> You're just going to keep an eye, a close eye on him. And that's still what I do. I just troll his account and monitor his midlife crisis. And I actually learn a lot, too. I actually really do learn a lot on Twitter. You know, you have to take it for what it is. And, but I do learn a lot. So when did you become Papa Him? Because if you're Papa Him, I'm going to call Amalia as Mama Him. No, no, no. So she'll tell you her side of the story. But yeah, but Papa Heem was, I know when I was in Arizona with my brother and my dad, and I, at that point I had like, not a lot of followers, but mo- a reason why, but yeah, you got people that actually follow you on Twitter. And my brother, who's uh, a nice creative soul, uh, who I love very much, uh, uh, was like, you need a name. I'm like, I'm not going to be a name. He goes, you need a name. And I go, so then I was like, Papa Heem. And so I, I, he liked it. I liked it. So I put it in the feed and then I come back to work the next week, it was a vacation, and the nurses are all giggling. And I'm like, they're all, I'm like, what? They go, how are you doing, Papa? He, they're all making fun of me. And so I went into the office, I was embarrassed, and I took out the Twitter account. And I was like, you know what, I, I should delete this. And I had two thoughts. I was going to delete it and go back, or I was like, just fucking own it and be Papa Heem and don't care what other people think. And um, I chose the latter, and, uh, you know, that, that, that's how that's going. So that, that's the story of, of Papa Heem. So yeah, and why, I have not adopted that nomenclature. Yeah. I don't why? call him Papa Heem. When people talk to me about Papa, I'm like, you mean like my dad or what? <laughs> why can't we call you Mama Heem? Well, that's not like a big part of mm-hmm. my identity, to be honest with you. <laughs> no part. He, he no, was always, this like, there, there are some really great anesthesiologists on Twitter as well. And they have cool anesthesia names. Like there's anesthesiologist. I think oh. her name is Anna. That's kind of cool. There's, That's cool. You know, there, there's some people who have really great. We, we can call her Mama Anesthesia. Well, so the thing is that being an anesthesiologist is a much smaller piece of my pie than being a hematologist is of Aaron's pie. 
Mm. Like, it's not how I identify myself. It's not how I, and it's not that I don't love my job. I actually do love my job, but um, it's, you know, it's not, if you asked me for 10 things that describe me, that would be low on the, on my list. So there are times where, for example, Papa, Aaron <clears throat> tweets something and then you kind of respond to him on Twitter or on social media and, and, you know, sometimes you're being snippy at each other on social media in front of everybody. Do you, does he pick up the phone and call it like, hey, what is this? Or you text him like, stop. Or like, how does it actually work? Because sometimes I feel like he's, he says something and you write them like, what are you doing here? No, we're usually not in the same building. No. Would we make fun of each other? It's a good fun. Either I'm rounding or she's at yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. And then I see it because I, I, I get notifications. She's on the list. You're special. Yeah. <laughs> of when, uh, you know, I can't have everyone, but so she pops up like, Oh, my wife's looking at a tweet. And like most time it's something like that, you know, uh, yeah. and then I laugh and then either I'll call her or I'll, or I'll mute it. Use the yeah. mute button on her a few times. <laughs> oh my, no, no, you did not. Every now and then though, I do catch something that I'm like, eh, you might not have known this, but this isn't a good idea. She saved my ass a few times. Yeah. But she's like, you might want to, and it's like, look, yeah, and I've, I've deleted tweets. Uh, Amalia, give me give me a few examples of something you saw that he posted. Oh, was the, yeah, we got to get an example. I mean, people usually relate with examples. You got to remember. Yeah, you got to do an example. So, not to get into the controversies of the colonoscopy debate. Yeah, go the, ahead. There was a randomized study. And, you know, my I support colonoscopy, but like it made me think a little bit about the absolute benefit of it. And because um, like I'm quirky, as you know, I made I do these polls or questions and I, I did a, a guess that, you know, I, I wrote a story of a person getting a colonoscopy and I showed a picture of diffuse adenomas throughout the colon. It was a patient with FAP, familial adenomatosis or whatever it is, polyposis. Right. Yeah. And so it was to play on the pun of colonoscopy screening. And there was this other character on Twitter. Um, uh, physician who was a gastroenterologist who, um, let's just say, uh, our views on, on, on society are a little different, you know, more of the, you know, I support social advocacy and all those things. That's just not my role on Twitter. And I, I go do it a bit, bless your heart. So he, he's more of that. And, and um, I'm not, and he quote tweeted me, he interacted with me for the first time. I've seen his stuff because, you know, he maybe doesn't like some people that I like, you know, and he quote tweets it. And I was like, oh, this guy's quote tweeting me. And it was, you're wrong. Uh, this guy wouldn't have gotten a, colon a screening colonoscopy at age 45. They all develop cancer by the age of 20. And for the record, I'm not wrong. Uh, you can have people, I, went, I looked it up, you can have people develop colon cancer with that disease by the age of 50. And those patients do undergo screening uh, for FAP just at an earlier age. But so my, my first, I, I responded like something, not that it was mean, but it was a little snarky. And, and, um, my wife's like, she saw it. She's like, Aaron, just, just delete it and don't get involved. And, and she was right. Uh, 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 I quickly deleted it and uh, ignored it. And, and ignoring is usually the strongest thing, but it's hard sometimes. So that that is a recent example. Yeah, I don't remember it being that dramatic. But I, I was pissed off. Being, like, it reading it and being like, I don't know why he's so offended by this. So maybe we just don't. Know okay, so anyway, that, yeah. that's the story. And I've done other where I, you know, there's just stuff. There's stuff. Yeah, I mean, he he does, you know, I mean, uh, Aaron sometimes does like get one topic and he just goes after it about 100 miles an hour and he won't let go. I mean, you oh, know, I know. I think, 
you know, I mean, so how, I mean, do you, uh, like, you know, I mean, him and Selenixor, they're, I mean, he just won't let go. I mean, do you tell him, like, enough already? It's a horrible drug. It should never have been approved. More it's options good. are not better for well, I think we, we already, drug. we already know. All the trials are supporting. Yep. No, I don't delete that. Get rid of the hate. I delete that last comment. <laughs> we know Please your opinion. I don't know what you said, but we know your opinion yeah. about it. I mean, how many times do you want to keep saying the same thing? Yeah, so, you know, I haven't read studies about Seladexor, um, so I'm not an expert in that area. I can say, like, I can almost always back up the way that he thinks scientifically because he reads all the time. If you gave him the day off, bro, you don't have a day off tomorrow, do you? No. He would, <laughs> he would sit out by our pool and read about hematology. He, when we were in medical school, he'd sit by the pool and read Robin's pathology. Great book. He loves to read about medicine. And so he's usually right. He's not always tactful in the way that he responds to people, but he, or maybe I'll say he's often right because maybe I don't know enough to say he's usually right. But the man does his reading. That's fair to say. I read the study. And yeah. once I was kind of making fun of him to my dad, I was like, I just remembers everything and it's so annoying. And I go, you know, and my dad's like, I'm like, it's not that he remembers. It's that he's sitting there reading a book and you're not. Like, right. that's the difference. He's reading and you're not. So anyway, I'll read your book then. <laughs> no, but I think, I think, I think in all fairness, you do, you do read it quite a bit. And I think you uh, definitely, uh, I mean, in hematology, you have a lot of things, but how do you, when you do all of these uh, pictures and all of this, how much time does this take from you, Aaron? Because I am, um, I mean, it seems like you're on Twitter about 90% of the day, honestly. My, my Twitter feed is always Aaron Goodman. Um, and Papa, which is great. The algorithm funnels me to you as it should. I'm not uh, that's why I'm always on your feed. Okay. I'm not complaining. So I'm not complaining. I'm just saying like, it's, like your tweets are pretty... Frankly, sophisticated. I mean, you've got pictures and arrows and all this. I mean, how much time does it take? Well, I can tell you the time. So the pictures. I'm no. I'm not designing these pictures. I hate to break it to everyone. I Google everyone. I've said it. I Google every. You know, if I have basically. You know, I'll have a thought that crosses my head, and I don't. Sometimes I sit and think, but a lot of times, just like, oh, I saw this in clinic, or I saw it. I was dealing on the words, and I'm like. That's interesting. I thought it was interesting. I should make a question to teach someone. So I formulate the question. And then I, it takes me to all of two seconds to Google the image, you know, uh, associate with it. And then I copy the image and put it in. But yeah, it does take time. And I, and I, some, some days are more heavy than others. It's really dependent on how busy I am. You know, when I'm on service, I, I tweet less. And the other thing is, like, you know, he started studying for the internal medicine. Yeah. again, because he has to research or whatever. I have to research for I am. So the API is crooked and, and bad. I hope they're listening. Uh, but I am recertifying, not because I think the test will test my knowledge. I'm actually enjoying learning internal medicine. Yeah, yeah but still, he'll while he's reading for that. He'll, so if you've, I don't know, I've noticed. If you've noticed too, sometimes it falls a little bit less oncology, a little bit more medicine, and that's because he's studying for internal medicine at that time. And so he's like, whatever page he read that day, something popped into his head, and he writes a tweet about it. Yeah, I, I go, this is interesting. I didn't remember this. Probably other people like, sometimes will. Sometimes yeah. I have a question, a clinical question that I'm like, hey, what do I do about this? And he's like, oh, we should tweet about that. And he, he's actually just learning it while he's learning. And it's then how did the, me. Uh, tell me, Amalia, when did his love, I want to hear from Amalia, when did his love to music and guitar start? Uh, it preceded me. 
I think he was in third grade when he started mm -hmm. playing the guitar, maybe a little bit earlier. The third, I played a piano uh, kindergarten, but guitar was third grade. Um, but this is one habit that I will feed into. The Twitter thing can be annoying sometimes, but uh, the music is wonderful. It just like fills our house with, I mean, I, and I've said it to him before too. I never mind spending money on instruments, on lessons, on those kinds of things, because uh, he picks up the guitar every single day. Uh, piano less, um, but it's still there, and we still hear from him sometimes. And you're good. You're good. Wonderful. He's I'll good. never complain about that hobby. No, no. He's. I. I mean, you know, whatever. He. Whenever you post something, you're really, really, really good. How? How do you keep up with it? Do you take some lessons every so often? No, I don't take. I. I pray, you know. You know, I, I, I practice, and now that I'm in a band playing again, I'm practicing more because it's fun, uh, but I, I practice, and I do scales, and I learn music theory, and like, you know, I think with music, some people may have slightly more natural ability than others, but but really, you know, it's practice, uh, and uh, I was never super into sports, I wasn't so great at it, uh, um, but uh, um, I was reasonable guitar, and I enjoyed doing it, so it was just something I did, so no, I haven't taken lessons in many years since I was a young kid. Uh, now, most of the learning I do is just from, you can always go online and Google something, a, a, a teacher, or, or I still order, you see me, I order like music theory and scale books uh, off Amazon. And, and that's how, and then being in the band right now, uh, we play again this Saturday. Uh, that's really a uh, uh, big Saturday. We're actually, for the first time, we, we are a cover band, but we are introducing three original songs, okay? Uh, one that I wrote and one that the other two people wrote. And um, this will be the first uh, original material uh, that we'll be introducing. So, you know, th that kind of stuff. Did you ever write a song for Amalia? That's the song I'm playing. Yes. She doesn't know yet. For her oh, wedding. How's that going on Saturday? Well, the other ladies will hear. She's like, oh, so sweet. So I'm going to say, I wrote this for my wife. And I did. I wrote it for our wedding. Mm -hmm. I uh, uh, composed a song uh, on piano. Uh, um, but I'm going to play it on guitar for this thing. And so, yes, um, and she carries the words with her in her purse, I believe, right? Are we, are you able to tell us maybe one verse? Like just uh, yeah, the, 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 the chorus is, it's so corny, but it's, it's, it's original. It wasn't done. The go get the guitar, go get the guitar. No, I'm not singing it right now. The, it doesn't go through well on this. I, I'll, you'll hear it. I, I'll make someone record it. The chorus is, I used to think love was just a word. That's, it's, it's catchy. Yeah, it's a little embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, but so like, keep, I, okay, come on, just another one. Just uh, keep like yeah. That's one sentence. Another one. That, that's the chorus, and then like there's a there's a uh, the 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 middle the the for those who know uh, music structure there's usually a verse chorus. Then like you can't just keep on doing verse chorus first. You got to put in like a a B section. So for the B section, I change the keys, which is something that your ear might not be like. Oh yeah, that's nice. So I change the keys. And uh, the, the words are the night in white, which goes back to the night in white when I freaking met her. Now you, this is full circle. This is perfect. Uh, I, I saw your face. It lit the room from across the place. And from that time, I knew that you would be mine. That, that's the, uh, which this is, is really, pretty sweet. That's a little lyric. Yeah. This is really, really, this yeah. is a side of Papa that we don't normally always see. On Twitter. Yeah, I don't write songs for every girl. Just this for a long time. Yeah, well, that I and I sat down and like you know, uh, I, I usually she knows I've written lots of songs. A lot of them are not good, but I do write. But I'm more of a music guy than word guy. Like when I listen to music, and she's the opposite. Like yeah, we're totally opposite. I, I 
can remember the words to any song. He doesn't know any of the words. I listen and I, I hear I hear the intervals and I hear the music and that's what I'm listening to and I can go play it after listening to it. Uh, and I've written a lot of songs and like I write melodies, like the notes that you would sing, but I don't give enough about the words for the most part. But for that song, it was hard because I knew it needed to have good words. So I sat for, that took hours for me to write words that would work with the song. So yeah. We, uh, we, yeah. we, we do see though on social media, that he's an amazing dad. Uh, yeah. He does every so often, he does post about like, you know, I think your latest post is actually pretty funny. I, I, I did enjoy it when you were reading to your daughter uh, uh, in a book that looked like you're reading some of clotting and about this. I mean, yeah, come on, so man. Last night she has this book, she goes, she goes, you're reading Juliet. So I usually like reading, I'm not, I'm gonna be honest right now, my eight-year-old's doing Harry Potter and I enjoy reading the Harry Potter book. It's entertaining to me and her. Uh, the three-year-old, you know, those books aren't as immensely stimulating for me. So I was getting ready to go with Layla, our oldest, to read Harry Potter. I was all pumped up. And she goes, no, you're doing the, you're doing Juliet tonight. But she goes, you're going to like this book. And I was like, fuck this. And, and uh, I, I sit down with, no, this is exactly what happened. She's really into this book. I sit down to this book and I'm like having an orgasm. I'm like, oh my God, this is about clotting and scabs. They, they fucking mentioned fiber in it. And I'm like, like my face lit up and that's why I shared it. But that's how last night went. And to go back that I'm a good dad, yes. But like in like good parents, like she's 10,000 times better of a mom than I am. I mean, she is, I, there's no comparison uh, in it's terms of, that. it's I, not, I, not I, yeah. yeah, I spend more time. She does. And she's, and I would hate for like, it's like completely obvious to anyone who knows us like that, like she is by far and away the champion uh, in that. Okay. He does, he does fly. And he, I mean, you know, uh, Aaron Goodman, I mean, he does criticize a lot of uh, speaking engagement and so on, but he does his share, you know, I mean, he does go and fly and give talks and grand rounds. Yeah, he's, 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 he's um, switched to a lot of more like grand rounds and educational talks and stuff like that. He's not doing- Well, let me, I'll be, I'm very transparent with this. But, there was one company I still have a conflict with. I actually haven't done stuff with it. I've changed like everything. Oh, when I started out and the drug company goes, hey, come here, you know, they send out their people like, We'll give you 5G to like read these slides we made for you. Man, I signed up for them. I am second. I was like, this is easy money. They want to, I like talking. I like speaking. I don't have to make the slides, but I have cut back. I'm down to one company. And, I, and as far as those, the directly promotional, I don't do any more consulting. I've stopped that over the last few years. And the talks I do um, are education, their CME uh, or these other educational talks. Now I recognize that the, that the money's probably still coming from pharma. I recognize that. Uh, and at the start of any podcast, anyone who's coming, including the one I did last week, I'd be like, this is what Seattle Jacks wants to hear. They're sitting in the back. I'm going to tell you what I think. And if I piss off enough people, they probably won't invite me back, which there have been ones. They don't invite me back. But for the most part, uh, but yeah, I, I do. No, but I don't, don't make me. I would, I would listen to you, but you're going to visit uh, uh, our friend, Christopher Booth in, in Canada. Uh, and you're uh, you're gonna give uh, grand rounds. What's your grand round about? Grand rounds is uh, on a smoldering myeloma. Uh, the myeloma community never reminds me to give this talk. Uh, I'm so sad. Oh, um, Aaron, but, um, what's uh, your beef with the myeloma community? What is wrong with you? They of any other cancer, and we are systematically studying this. Oh, wait to see our new paper uh, with Manny. I can't give you. It's gonna. It, it is so epic when you see this. And but. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm doing research comparing to even other cancers. Yeah, I do some research. No other, and I recognize this as a fellow, no other disease state runs trials like they do. I'm not saying they haven't improved care for myeloma. Of course they have. They've definitely, and, I'm, and I don't want to come across, but like 
the, the majority, they have more randomized studies or phase two studies or whatever than just about any disease that I'm aware of in hemolignancies. And the most of them don't answer any freaking question that helps me other than fund and get money into pharmaceuticals. I, and I stand strongly on that. And, you know, it is what it is. And I, I would never want to be a part of it. And uh, um, um, even though they do good, uh, I, I couldn't do the bad that, that it goes along with uh, running trials in that space. Okay. I think you're, you sometimes come across very, Amalia, what do you think? Sometimes he, he's a little bit too harsh on the specific, the myeloma. Let me ask no. her opinion. Let me ask her opinion. Well, that's hard because I She'll don't know, know the specifics yeah. of myeloma. Um, uh, he does take a hard stand on a lot of things where I see nuance sometimes. But I think that usually... Um, well, what do I take a hard stance? You give me an example. What do I take a hard stance on that there's nuance? I, I think I stay pretty clear to, to tell me what, 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 whatever way I'm putting on the spot. Well, for example, every now and then something happens at our school, which we love. And Aaron will be like, that's it. The kids are moving schools. We can't have this anymore. Blah, blah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, well, there's another option. We could just uh, go talk to them about this one thing or whatever. Um, so, uh, I mean, you know, there's there's other things that I can think of, but like. But I think, uh, but I think that's fair. That's fair. What you're saying is sometimes there are nuances that are not always but, like but black and I, white. Nuance, and I get passionate about this because I feel so strongly about it, and it's like amazes me. Like people, like you know, I won't mention it's like it, I, I come across as angry because I'm so frustrated that like how is a study where like you're giving one more drug that is active and we know is active, and asking the question is the response rate or PFS like why I don't care if regulations needed. We what, what like that is maddening to me. I, I don't get it. And I will continue to never get it. We don't need those studies. We're wasting patients' time and, and and doing it solely for the advancement of the pharmaceutical. And like that's the way. Screw it. That's not the way. We're going to change it. And we need to change it. And we need people like me and other uh, younger individuals, uh, not these seasoned old timers. You know, uh, assuming that the way forward is good. Not that they're not helping patients, but but that the, we don't need to do those studies. And, I, and it, it angers me because the studies are so stupid. Those are stupid studies. So you said uh, COVID, in COVID- um, No, no, we, we're not talking oh, COVID. No, 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 I'm not on the plunder session. I'm not going COVID. Okay. I'm talking about, I'm talking about your hair and COVID because she said, Amalia oh, said, Amalia <laughs> said that uh, your hair was uh, uh, basically, was born because of COVID. Now yeah, I want to give the fans. Uh... Oh, hold on, hold on, let me make a picture. Hold on, hold on. Let, me a picture let me take a picture. Hold on, hold on, don't, don't. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Um, Amelia loves playing with that yeah. lock right there. But 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 uh, with uh, as his hair was getting longer, Amelia. I mean, was did you at some point say, well, you gotta, you know, go to the barber or do something, or and then eventually you said, like, yeah, I like this. No, my, my mom cut his hair a couple times during COVID. Like she would cut everybody's hair. Um, the last one was two years ago for me. Yeah. And <laughs> it just sort of, I don't know, it started growing. And once it gets past this real awkward, like, Face, it's kind of nice again, and I like it. Yeah. I mean, it does it does fit his guitar and musical career for but sure. For I remember when I was, I was so talk or like where I guess she's like, don't you think now is the time to cut it? And like. I was like, no, and, and 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 I didn't. And now lately, every time I ask her, I go very well. I this you can you know I ask. I go, Amelia, be hundred percent honest with me. Do I need to cut my hair? And, and 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 now it's usually like I like it. 
Is that not the case? Yeah, I do like it. Yeah, yeah it, like I said, it does fit you being a rock and roll star. I am. And then college is a little bit different. Like, you know, I'm trying to, so, so, so do you, when you, when you go to, uh, to, uh, to the hospital, are you wearing scrubs? Are you wearing like casual? What, what do you dress? So this is a funny thing. You know, um, most of us can't get away with breaking rules at a hospital. Most of us have to like walk the line and Aaron has never walked the line. We did a rotation. We did when we, when we were trying to decide whether a couple's match, we we're like, let's do ID together so we can like, Get to know each other a little bit before we make this huge decision and so we did a rotation together and <laughs> he was like correcting the attending and like <laughs> accusing him of giving all the patients diarrhea i mean it was just off the rails and you know what that guy loved him that attending loved him and mm -hmm. um you know he even at ucsd people have said like time to cut the hair man time to cut the hair his patients don't care no so they I don't I, let's just say before it was like okay to wear scrubs, like when COVID happened, like scrubs became okay again. I had set that trend prior to that. I mean, I I, I wear wear my pants. I wear I wear scrub bottoms, and um, I I rounded in a Nirvana t-shirt. I rounded in a a, a tank cut ACDC, yeah, with a coat over it, and, you, know, know, you know. And uh, uh, I was just like, I'm gonna do this, and. Uh, if someone, if, if a leader pulled me aside and maybe sit in their office, be like, you know, Aaron, this is not appropriate. I, 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 would, or, I would. Or I think if a patient said, I don't like your, your, your look is not one that gives me trust. Well, I have had patients buy me ties before as a hint. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, most just get me. I didn't realize most that. Most just get me whiskey. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, whiskey. They do, we do get a lot of whiskey. From the so, so, Thank so, you. Sometimes, Amalia, sometimes here's what Aaron does. Some of his tweets, which I like, by the way. Uh, well, some of them I want to like, but I just don't because, you know, I got to be politically correct more than, yeah. more, more, more than Papa. And be associated but, with me. But, 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 but some of his tweets, sometimes he's criticizing his own department. Like he would say, well, I was just went to a retreat and I'm just going to like put myself on mute and go off camera and go running. Like, you know, I mean, if people like were in the retreat, I mean, uh, don't you like pick up the phone like, hey, delete this. Yes, that's a good example. <laughs> That's, I didn't think of that before, but that's a good example. I do. Too. I, I do. So first of all, we all actually do have problems in our work, right, right? Right. We all have things that could be better. We all have things that could be worse. Um, you know, I always kind of joke that I've liked all my jobs, but I complain about them too, because there's things that we, you know, all departments have problems, right? And COVID made everything a little harder and a little worse. And no, that's just a fact. Every it was a struggle to work at a hospital during COVID. And I think that some of those struggles um, have to be remedied in different ways. And one of Aaron's ways of handling life is to exercise. It's like really important to him. Um, and so he will frequently like listen to the meeting while he's walking or while he's running. And um, it's just, you know, he's kind of a jittery guy. He's pacing if he's not. <laughs> and so I don't, I, you, you I, told I'm me not to do that many that. times. I, have, I think it's fine. I have said on a number of occasions, if they want you to be there in person, it might be because you I don't, don't want to get COVID. I'm, I don't want to. Oh, come on now, Mr. I don't want to get know, COVID. I also have to kind of stand by him in a way in that, you know, his patients really like him. He does a lot of really good work. 
you know, every now and then he publishes something. He loves to teach. Oh my gosh. Like when he has a medical student or a fellow, he comes back and he's like, rounds was so great today. You'll never believe this, you know? And um, they, by far, really by fun. far, he, his tweets are extremely educational. I have a lot of them uh, bookmarked. I give you that. I mean, I think on Twitter currently, I can't really think honestly of anyone who does more teaching uh, than you. So kudos. Yeah, but my point kudos. about all of that is just to say that, you know, in his career as a physician, he's come to here by just being who he is and not apologizing for it. And I've spent plenty of time sort of apologizing for this or apologizing for that. You know, my kid's sick. I don't, I, I can't be, you know, and he just calls in and says, I'm going to be late, right? I call and I'm like, everything's going to hell. The kids are, you know, and I'm trying to make excuses for it and all that stuff. And he's just honest in himself and that's it. And he's actually made it a lot further than I have, I would say. So, um, I don't know. I can't really criticize uh, that. I, I would say. You're definitely authentic. Yeah. You're definitely what I, what authentic. I, thank you. What I came, I, this took me a few years into attending, but what I realized was what's important at work, make sure I take good care of my patients and I'm timely with it when it comes to notes, answering labs, being available for my nurse coordinator or the nurse who works with me to, to not like when she texts me, like some doctor doing like responded, like she needs help, help, help the trainees when they help teach uh, 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 um, that, you know, and if I, that's what's important. And I've made it my point, I go, I can never let that decline. But the other stuff's all BS. No, I'm being serious. If I take care of good patients, my patients like me. Oh, no, and my colleagues, I want them to like me and get along. Those are the important things. And I go, excel at those. The rest is all BS. And that's what I do. And if it doesn't, you know, I'm not going to go run if I have to see a patient, or, you know. Uh, but, yeah, if I'm on call, we, we hammer out rounds in a few hours, I'm going to go run at the beach. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of it. You know, I, and I'll still answer all the calls and all that. But as long as you, those things, does that make sense? I fulfill it. Yeah. Important. And the yeah. other stuff is not. And um, you're right. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. other stuff, like what color pants he's wearing or what, you no, know, like, or like, that just doesn't. Some stupid, whatever, like that I'm later, some staging thing that I, all that stuff that we do in academics or something that really actually doesn't matter for the most part. And it doesn't because I haven't really been doing it now for the last three and a half years and things have only gotten better uh, doing it that way. Well, what's the deal with the keto diet? Are you both on keto right now? <laughs> I'm drinking beer. Okay. Um, no. So I'm going to say that. You can drink a beer, yeah. Um, yeah. So we went on a cruise and uh we uh, let it go on the we cruise. let it go <laughs> we actually did go to the gym i can tell you what it looks like that's a fact we did go but we ate a lot yeah, yeah. oh i don't we're gonna get canceled because we went on a cruise uh apparently cruise is like there's a lot of people say no 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 you won't get oh yeah yeah somebody oh yeah, oh, yeah. just warning you i'm comfortable with it yeah, oh yeah. yeah so I, I mean, love cruises. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we we were like, this is how there was one member of our party who hasn't gotten COVID. And we we're like, this is how it's gonna go down. Yeah, I would have been not happy about going on a cruise with an unvaccinated child, except for she just had COVID. Yeah, so and, uh, stay away from COVID. But but anyway, but, yeah, we don't want to talk about COVID. But yet. I love cruises and we, we eat all the time and we drink but, and but, stuff. but 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 I mean I mean, uh, on the cruise, you let it go. But in general, are you both following the keto diet now? For one week, yes. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, Aaron keeps texting me that he has like six pack and eight pack and he's so proud. I'm like, bullshit. I don't believe you've got nothing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, the first time he did keto, he lost about 30 pounds and left out six weeks. Something oh, like that. Yeah. And he did really, really well. 
And I was like, man, that's too hard. Cause I like pick up the kids food when they're done and I need it. And the kids, kids eat carbs all day. Yep. And uh, I was like, I just can't do that. But then uh, I did it this week and it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be actually. Uh, the main problem for me is I'd rather not eat meat cause I'm kind of an environment person. Mm. So it's hard to be keto and also vegetarian. So that's like the hardest part for me, but so I just eat meat when I'm on keto. Let me just say, can I tell you, we we talk keto, I gotta talk. Um, I like to eat, I like to eat good food. I like to eat a lot of food. I like having a beer every now and then. Um, And what I've realized is um, I do do that all the time, but every so often it catches up with me a little bit. And what I do, and this is the, how I, whether it's healthy for me, I don't know. I, I, I don't. And I don't claim it to be healthy for me. I just want to stay at a certain weight. And it catches up with me every now and then. And I do some keto and it resets it. And then I go back. This Is that not the That's case? It's that. And so well, I'm on keto this week and I'm probably going to do it for a few more weeks if I can make it. And then, you know, I'm not drinking any alcohol. I'm, uh, and then I'll, I'm going to go back to the burrito and tacos and all those great things. I like. I mean, we, I mean, everybody and their mother, they know that you love tacos at this point. Yeah. So right, right now I'm yeah. not eating the tortilla and yeah, I'd rather do that. But, but we, uh, like we went camping, we made, we could just, we just didn't eat the tortillas. The keto diet. You, it, it works. So, Amalia, you just mentioned you were camping. Interesting. Tell me about the camping trip because I hear it's like this is like something that Aaron loves and he literally enjoys camping so much right. that he, could, so he can't camping, wait to go back. Right. I went camping with my three children and this toddler, and <laughs> he was terrible. Well, you got to tell the start about the tent and the camper. I mean, you, you had the tent? You actually had yeah, the tent? Year, last year, I took the kids. Stayed in a tent for the first time. We're fine. Aaron comes up and it's like horrible. And it was 30 degrees. He, so he says, in a I tent am on never rocks. staying in a tent. I said, never said, again. I'm never staying in a tent. So I rented an RV, like not an RV, a Sprinter van. It was nice. Time, which was really nice. It was uh, enough to convince me to go camping. Yeah. yeah, so he came and it was awful. It was, he did, awful. <laughs> it was so much fun for me. The kids had a great time. The kid, we went with all the third graders at our kids' school. So there were like a million kids and they're all running in and out, which is like exactly. I was worse right than our three-year-old. I take four. I was <laughs> oh, a baby. Yeah. Like so much worse than our three-year-old. I hated it. What did he so, do? Like, what did he do? Was he pouting a lot? Yes. He was just, you know, we, we picked up a bunch of kids at the school so they could drive up in our van together. So we had six girls in the back of the van and we got up and Aaron's like, I'm just not cut out for this. <laughs> I, just, I just can't. You know, they're, you know, they're running around. They're, I, I'm organized and making a mess of everything, you know, you know, uh, screaming and like, I don't know. And then we get there. It's like, what do you do? You're like, like outside. Dark. He thought we were going to lose a kid. I mean, it was just, you can't even like. You know, at least I could pee in the bush. Like, there's no bathroom, you know. We, uh, we had to leave early, and people were like, what, yeah, I, what's going on? Was, and I was like, either either we stay here tonight, or I stay married, but it's not going to be both, because Aaron is done. So we have to go home. I told him, I, I wasn't hiding. I go, I'm done. We're leaving, not because my kids. It's me. I don't like this one. Well, and it also was, like, raining and, sucked. and windy. Never done it again. But I mean, anyway, I, I can take the kids camping by myself. I actually like to camp. So it, it is not clear to me whether were you able to get a shower, Aaron? Because I mean, also, I mean, did you shower? He has not showered, but he doesn't complain about that. He didn't care. Well, you could, you would complain about that, Amalia. You would Sunday, complain. and I, I shower Friday, and uh, do I smell bad? No, but most adults shower every day. I, I understand that, and I'm going to before. He's work. a toddler. He's a toddler. 
Right. You just he's a toddler, so I mean he's he's okay. But plus, I mean he was you know I mean he's he was on a camping trip, so he doesn't need to shower after camping at all. I smell like the smoke. The smoke. (laughs) (laughs) It's got a nice. uh, I think it smells good. So 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 what are what are let, let's do this this is a fun game and I'll let you go because I can honestly talk to you for forever but are you going to come to Ash uh, Amalia? I'm not this year. It's I in New Orleans. I know and I love New Orleans by the way. Um but I didn't take it off in time and now I have so much work that it will be hard for me to schedule and then I have to bring all of our kids and it was pretty expensive. The flight was, it was. expensive. It was. The hotel was pretty expensive too. Well, so I will keep I a close eye. I'll keep a close eye on him for you. Yeah. I mean, he does need few people. He to wanders meet. off. He's like an outdoor cat. So oh, he does. Like he does. Like literally, he needs a handler. But uh, what, Aaron? I'll start with you. Um, uh, giving me a couple of things that people probably would not know about you just simply from following you on social media. I think we know you love tacos, burritos, you drink beer, you do guitar, you love hematology. So we think you, we know a lot about you. Maybe a couple of things we don't know you'd like to share with us? I'll be, I'm, I'm, I, what I used to not be comfortable with now, I, I, I am more comfortable. I'm actually, I, you can ask my wife, I'm not an extrovert, I'm more of an introvert. Uh, um, I, I'm, I was very shy growing up um, and I, I was. And I, and I'm, I'm still am more, I'm not shy anymore. I've lost that. Okay. And, um, well, I'm just not shy. Uh, but I was, I was horribly shy around girls and whatever, but, and, but I still am an introvert actually. Uh, I, I mean, for the most part, like I'm fine. You know, I want to be with my family, but like, I, whenever it's like, we're going out with our friends to get dinner. I mean, what, what is my response usually like, can we go to a talk like, place? like, can we just, Watch a movie at home and order some euros. Like, like that's just that's how I am. And uh, my wife's not. She's more of a, an extrovert. But that's that. I think that might be something people might not know. It is. is very, it is. It is. It is uh, I'll, I'm surprised. Uh, yeah, I think probably all of us would be very surprised to learn that you classify yourself as an introvert. I, I'm not just. I mean, am I you an know, introvert? He is an introvert. Hundred percent. And this is a. You know, this is a thing that. I'm always in awe of the oncologists I know because it takes like a lot of your sort of emotional well-being to get through the day. And then you come home to a whole bunch of people who also need you and want you. And it is true that it is hard for introverts to to all day sort of give, 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 and just be there present for every patient and then come home to a household. Wait, are you saying I'm not good enough when I come home with that? No, I'm saying it, it, you know, it sucks a lot of your sort of emotional self out to be at work. It does. And then I'm like, let's go out to dinner. And that's another piece of sort of emotional self. Yeah, I'd rather just be, I mean, yeah, which we a conscious effort though to be better. We are now more often, like we like hadn't gone on dates for peers. Now we like drop the kids off the parents. We walked, we yeah, live in a nice area. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting better about it though. Yeah, at least I'm trying. So you have, a, you have a date night once a week, once every two weeks? No, we don't have a schedule a or anything. A month. We usually well, find something We do. live in paradise and we walk to like, we live right by yes. the beach and all these bars and we'll go to one of them and eat dinner together and have a few drinks. Yeah, we, we, That's we a date for night. a while we didn't do that for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Emilia, although you're not as prolific on Twitter as, as he is, but I, I promise you there are a lot of people, I mean, that love your comments. I mean, I'll be the first to say, and, and it's just, you're very witty. 
I would love to see you honestly tweeting more and being on social media more. But what are maybe a few things that people don't know about you that uh, from following on social media that you can share with us? Well, I don't, I mean, I don't think people know about me at all from social media. I really am there just to kind of troll my husband. Tell so, <laughs> so tell us about you. We want to know about you. Okay. Honestly, I would love uh, to, everybody would love to know more about you than him. Who cares about him? Right. I'm very interesting. Um, I don't know. I, uh, he was not a sporty kid. I was a very sporty mm-hmm. kid. I loved all the sports. And so because of that, you know, I've got my kids doing all, I'm like reliving it through them. They don't like any of the sports that I liked, um, but that's okay. I'm in for it. And um, so, yeah, so I, I think that, you know, if I could do my days a little bit differently, I would play more team sports and just, you know, run a lot. We really like to run. I'm trying to get us on a team to do the hood to coast run, if you've heard of that. I don't know. know what so that. now that I've been camping with my husband. You like start in Oregon and like run down the coast. Yeah, yeah. you start at the top of Mount Hood and you run to the coast. It wouldn't go with, well, a, with a relay. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I don't know. I like to read. Um, I like to spend time with my kids. I'm like a very normal run of the mill human. You were, you're going to kill me. You might have to delete this. Don't. Nope. I know what you're going to say. Don't do it. Wait. Nope. What am I nope. going to say? I know what you're going to say. Can I say it? No. Oh, come on. Should Why? I do it? Do with the wrath of her tonight? <laughs> no. you, okay. I see. I see. Just like it worked. I recognize where, like, I want to say it, but like, I do have a line, and uh, uh, I, I got the. Line. It's funny because he's trying to brag about something, but it's like no part. No, of I just who think I it's, no. It isn't, but it's just something no one would know about you. It's that's not. It's I didn't say it was part. Okay, I won't talk about it. <laughs> now you got us all curious. By the way, you got like everybody who's listening is like, what is what? Yeah. What was he going to say? <laughs> Well, uh, we, we're going to keep it uh, mysterious here. So um, anything I should have asked you that I, I had like zero preparation for this. This like flows like, believe it or not, we've been talking for an hour. I mean, and you 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 need to take your wife out, right? You're going to dinner after no, you show we're going to oh, walk no. at the, we're gonna we're walk at the beach right now. Oh, okay. We're going to walk at the beach. Yeah, and we're going to go walk to the beach, get a few more miles in, and then um, make my keto dinner. <laughs> Which is challenging. You know, it's funny. You're saying, is there anything I should have asked you? And I'm like, I don't, I'm not even sure what, like why you for sure want to talk to us, but I'm, I'm game for it. Anytime we have a chance to talk. Well, here, I mean, the reality is, I think for those of us who follow both of you, um, you, uh, you're both very, um, I would say authentic. Uh, You're charming and uh, you appear to be uh, so much fun as a couple. Uh, and I think, I think a lot of people, not just me, would be very curious about who are these two people in real life behind the Twitter curtain. Because I've always believed that Twitter does not always tell you who the real person is. Until you really meet them in real life and just talk to them and have maybe a meal with them and just chat a little bit, you get to know the real person. Everybody can hide behind the 280 characters. But the authenticity and the real people usually show when you talk to them and spend some time. And I wanted everybody to know who the real Papa Him is and who the real better half of Papa Him is. Because we all know she's the better half. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> much better than that. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But I think, uh, yeah, you know, we are fun. You're right. We are fun. Uh, we are also, you know, it's challenging. All the things that we do are challenging. 
Twitter is yeah. challenging. All of those things are, you know, we talk about our work, it's all challenging. Um, but you know, we're holding it together just like everybody else is trying to do. And, um, and you're doing a very good job at it. So um, thank you so much for spending some time with me. I am really, really eternally grateful that you gave me this opportunity. I mean, it is the first appearance of Amalia on any podcast. And what we learned today, by the way, is I made, I messed up by wearing a white t-shirt on a white background. So I oh, look like a ghost. Yeah. Hey, my fan, my fans and my listeners care, Aaron. I mean, I'm like, you know, a celebrity well, now. What are you talking about? Who you are. Right, right. Stay authentic, right? Yes. Well, Aaron and Amalia Goodman, although she did not take your last name, we did not go into the story. This is for a future podcast. Exclusively on Hotel Unfiltered. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thanks everyone for listening. I enjoyed this episode immensely. I'm very grateful to Amalia and Aaron for sharing with me uh, some of their uh, lifetime stories. Uh, I'm very grateful and I would love to really have them again. I, I, I don't know where the hour flew by, but it was a lot of fun. So thank you, Aaron, and thank you, Amalia, for coming together on Healthcare Unfiltered. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, rate the show, and write a brief review. Refer your friends and colleagues to Healthcare Unfiltered. For that, I am forever grateful. Of course, you can watch all of these episodes on my YouTube channel. You can text message me and direct message me on Twitter asking for the amazing Healthcare Unfiltered podcast t-shirt. And don't forget to visit my website, www.shadinabhan.com, and let me know what you think. Before I let you go, I'm going to leave you with a quote from the Lebanese poet Khalil Gibran. Life without love is like a tree without blossoms or fruit. Until next time, take care.